Okay, guys, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Rest of Us Tennis Podcast. As always, I'm your host that goes by the name Coach Mid-Major. I'm once again sitting over here having a cold one. I won't tell you a cold one of what. You can use your imagination. But this time, it's not because I'm tired, but more on a personal note. I'm still somewhat sour after getting bullied around by one of the top mid-major teams in the nation. And then the next day getting simply outworked and outcoached by one of my peers in a coin flip match. But that's enough of me. Let's get into this week's episode because like always this is a great one. We are entering the home stretch and things are really heating up as the season winds down. Uh, Most definitely guys if you like the content then please share with your mates. Uh, Hopefully I've not pissed anyone off too much and worst case I provided some cheap entertainment but let's get it started news segment one news interesting topic a little bit more of a serious topic tonight and the news and the topic kind of blends together Uh, first of all man I've been watching a ton of basketball in the last couple of weeks with March Madness on the men's side A lot of people don't like the absence of Power 5 teams. I'll be the first one to admit it. I love it. Uh, Just did a quick little scan. Eight mid-majors in the men's tourney. Eight mid-majors in the Sweet 16. Five mid-majors in the Elite 8. Three mid-majors in Final 4. Compare that to the women's tourney. One mid-major in the Sweet 16. No mid-majors in the Elite 8 or Final 4. I would love to see the data on other sports, but I'm pretty sure that men's basketball, or rather this season of men's basketball, is an outlier. Or maybe the transfer portal for men's basketball overrides infrastructure, financial resources, etc., etc. Whatever the reason, I absolutely love this NCAA tournament, and I hope Florida Atlantic goes on and wins the whole thing. But let's shift gears and get into something um, somewhat serious, pretty serious. This last week, the Notre Dame athletic director, director, who's a well-respected voice in collegiate athletics, in the collegiate athletics community, he's actually an ex-lawyer, made some eye-opening comments in a recent interview with Sports Illustrated. Verbatim, a couple of quotes, college athletics is in a crisis. Another comment, without resolution to name, image and likeness, the NCAA is in jeopardy of eventually breaking up. He also predicted that in coming months, student-athletes will be deemed employees. Yeah, something tells me that will not be good for non-Power 5 programs. Um, In an earlier interview with Sports Illustrated, the new NCAA president, Charlie Baker, he's actually an ex-politician. I think he was a governor in Massachusetts. Um, you know, he acknowledged that the Power Five is a complete different model, but a complete different business model than the rest of the NCAA. He went on to say that the two can still operate under the same umbrella. Now, let's say Charlie, Mr. Charlie Baker, new president of the NCAA, let's say he is wrong. You know, just stay with me. And a majority of Power 5 programs break away and start to self-govern and everything that comes along with that. Where does that leave the rest of us? Well, pretty simple. 
uh, and I'm breaking it down in simple terms. I'm sure I mean, it's, a it's a complex issue, but in my words, if that happens, revenue distribution will be smaller for the rest of us. Athletic departments will downsize to compete in select few sports. Athletic directors will look at the picking order and cut programs according, accordingly. Shit. Are we paying attention now? I surely am. Uh, bottom line is, guys, we have to elevate our sport above other Olympic sports. I'm mentioning, I'm, I'm mentioning that over and over. Individually, and I've got to do a better job as well, but we have to promote our sport in the community. And in, internally, we got to build political capital within our athletic departments and within our universities and even in the communities. I hope I'm not being too much of a Debbie Downer tonight um, or scaremongering too much. And to be honest, things are never as good as they seem and things are never as bad as they, as they seem. And it will probably end up somewhere in the middle. Um, but the landscape has shifted and it seems like it's going to shift a lot. If the rubber meets a the road, then let's be ready. Let's position ourselves so that, um, you know, if cuts come, that we're in a position to show the value that we bring to athletic departments. You know, um, communicate our value because, once again, I think this is a great product and, and, and we've got to do a better job with it. Well, enough of the serious stuff. I kind of scared myself over there. Let's get into the fun stuff. Segment two, results. Once again, it's those results that pop off the page. Hopefully, I haven't missed a couple. I'm still going with last week's rankings, uh, you know, especially because it's in the results section. There was plenty of them, some great results, actually some excellent ones, ones that I love that I'll get to. Uh, let me start off with Clemson. 33 in the nation, beating Central Florida 4-3. When I saw that result, I was like, yep, Sarge, Amy Sargent, she clinched that job. Great job. Then I clicked on the box score, and Central Florida forfeited court one and two, medically retired. I uh, wonder what happened over there. Um, more interesting is, had UCF won that match, um, you know, where does that put the result at? What Maybe it was a rolled ankle, maybe something bad happened within the match, or did Central Florida go into that match with people who weren't in the greatest shape to, to, to try and keep the bottom of the lineup the same? But anyway, it's a moot point. Clemson won that match. Man, the stars are lining for Sarge, isn't it? Um, I mean, this win over Central Florida without their 1-2 and two or 1-2 and two retiring. But when they got over South Carolina, when Hammer wasn't playing, um, you know, she might get lucky and she might back into this job. Not saying she's not doing a great job, because obviously she is, because those girls are competing hard. And there's nothing wrong with backing into a job. I mean, just look at Ohio State, Militia Schaub and Allison Ojeda at Tennessee. They were assistant coaches when the head coaches left abruptly. They were interim head coaches. And they kind of backed into those jobs, let's be honest about it. And they've been doing a phenomenal job. So that might be um, where Sarge is going to end up. Good for her. Next result, San Diego beating Oklahoma. Huge win for San Diego. 
They were ranked 39. I assume they're going to move up in this week's rankings. They were right there getting close to the cutoff line. And it would be a pity if they don't make that tournament. Um, because obviously they're really good. But huge win over Oklahoma 4-1. They won the doubles. And then won number 2, 4, and 6. Pretty straightforward. Man, what's happened to the Sooners? Yeah, person starts thinking was last year that they just catch lightning in a bottle and maybe 20 is where they are. Because um, I mean, they got the same personnel minus the one girl from Asia who, who left right before NCAA tournament. But I mean, they've got the experience. They've had success. And maybe they're putting it together and make a run. But 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 that's been a strange one this year with Oklahoma. Just kind of floating around 20 after the year they had last year. Next one, Toledo, number 69 in the nation, beating Ball State 5-2. That was a humongous Mac showdown. Uh, the big question is, who will win the big one at the, in, uh, at the conference tournament? Uh, Ball State won that last year. I think they beat Toledo in the final. And Ball State's going to have a stranglehold over that conference. But huge win for Toledo. Seems like they're putting together one of those special seasons. All right, guys. This is now, man. you got to listen to this. This is where things get real interesting. First of all, it was a huge ranked mid-major Mountain West showdown. Fresno State, 67, defeating Colorado State, who was 42. Um, big win for Fresno. Fresno is good. I've spoken about them before. I've spoken about Colorado State, who's putting together a great season. Tough loss for Colorado State because they're right at the cutoff. And as we'll see later on in the conference breakdown, uh, it's not going to be easy to win that conference. But um, good one for Fresno. This is where things really get weird. And, and I love this. I enjoyed this quite a bit. I guess the focus was going to be on Fresno playing Colorado State, but Wyoming came into town, and they had different plans. I mean, they snuck in there in the middle of the night, punched Colorado State and Fresno State in the mouth, and took their milk money. Uh, Wyoming first beat Colorado State 4-1, so I don't think Colorado State's going to be 42 in the nation anymore. And then the following day, Wyoming beat Fresno State 4-3. At number four and five, both matches were seven, six in the third. Wyoming winning both those matches after losing the first sets. Um, Wyoming came into this weekend with a five and eight record. They're leaving with a seven and eight record. Before they got these two wins this weekend, I mean, they had taken losses against Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is tough. They lost against Omaha. They lost against West Alabama. I actually saw that earlier in the year because we play West Alabama. And West Alabama is a tough division too, but still, that's not a good loss. Um, Coach Dean Clover. Clover. I'm probably saying it wrong. But, man, what a job. Hats off to him getting the Cowgirls to show up and compete. Yeah, and that's a beauty about our sport. If the gap is not too big, if you show up and you play, you can beat anyone. Um, unbelievable job over here, but I truly enjoyed that. Next one, big mid-major matchup, SMU 62 beating Denver. Uh, tough, tough weekend for Denver. I hate to see that. They were right there at the cutoff line. Um, you know, uh, took a loss against SMU and against Baylor last week. 
but I think Denver wins their conference each year, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't it the Pioneer? I've got to double check. Uh, but both those teams are mid-major powerhouses. Uh, the the coach at SMU, he's done a great job since he got there. He used to be at South Carolina. Won't be surprised if uh, sooner rather than later he'll end up with a Power 5 job. Um, but SMU is tough. Next one, the, the, the big dogs. Florida defeating Michigan. Huge one for Florida just to validate how good they are and probably to get the sour taste of a Kentucky loss out of their mouth. Obviously, Michigan going outdoors, but Michigan is not thinking about this loss against Florida. They're looking at the big picture, understanding that they need to get outdoors because NCAAs are in Orlando. Michigan is good, but huge win for Florida as they try and get a top 16 ranking to host and um, you know improve that seed. Next one, Alabama, 58 in the nation, defeating LSU. That should give Alabama a nice little bump to get them close to the cutoff line. And man, it will be nice to see Jenny Maines make the NCAA tournament her last year coaching. That would be awesome. Good one for Alabama. LSU struggling a little bit, but, but you know, they're good. But they're going to be fighting to make the NCAA tournament. Alabama won doubles and then easily won at five and six. And then at number three, the Czech player, Sedlakova, Pulled it over the finishing line in three sets. She's good. I'm uh, surprised she hasn't had a better year. Probably lost a little bit of confidence, but she's got the quality, no doubt about it. Next one, Stetson. We mentioned Stetson last, last week, beating North Florida. This week they beat Florida Gulf Coast 5-2. Lost the doubles point, but then flexed their muscle in singles. They are in the driver's seat for the regular season title in the A-Sun. couple of big wins for Stetson, showing how good they are. Last couple over here, guys. Um, I'm going to throw another one at you. Utah, uh, not Utah, Texas Arlington defeating New Mexico, New Mexico State 6-1. New Mexico State is a defending WAC champs. UTA, Arlington beat them down pretty good. And then Arlington followed that up with a win against Grand Canyon 4-3. Looks like Arlington and Grand Canyon are going to be the top two contenders in the WAC. All I know is UTA is having a lot of fun. And if Diego, my guy Diego Benitez, if he can keep on having the same quality teams he's had in the last 5-10 years, they're going to be a handful and win the work a lot. Last but not least, some great mid-major action this past weekend in New Orleans with Tulane, Tulsa and VCU that got together. They had a whole bunch of dogfights down there in New Orleans. It was, it was good to watch. I enjoyed watching it because I know those teams. VCU with two tough 4-3 losses. VCU is talented, is a talented team uh, that will most likely win their conference. Um, against Tulane, they lost the decider at number 6. Against Tulsa, they lost the last two matches, 7-5 in the third. Tough weekend for VCU, but, but I mean it seems like they're improving as the season goes along. Tulsa then beat Tulane 4-3. The last match was 7-6 in a third at number 5. 
overall score of 577676. I mean, the excitement must have been off the charts over there. But um, as you know by now, I, I love it when the mid-majors beat the Power 5, and I just love, I enjoy these big-time mid-major battles. Um, let's wrap this section up with a couple of storylines that, that I'm following at the moment. There's a whole bunch of them, but the two that pops to mind is Vandy taking another loss, tough loss, to Arkansas. They're going through a tough stretch. Uh, expectations was really high for Vanderbilt, uh, especially after they beat uh, North Carolina State to make ITA indoors. But it seems like they've struggled a little bit uh, for what for compared to where they want to be. And then Kentucky's on a roll, man. Uh, this past weekend, obviously, they got that win over Florida. This weekend, they beat Missouri. Probably should win that. And, and, and then they beat Arkansas. Confidence. Confidence is a beautiful thing. And this Kentucky team, obviously, has got a little pep to their step. Uh, once again, hats off to Carlos Drada. And hopefully, this run of them has got some legs. Because I love to see it when coaches... Um, can figure out a way how to get their teams over the hump. Okay, segment three, uh, conference breakdown, and tonight we're going to do the Mountain West. I did not realize the Mountain West is such a beast of a conference. I mean, that's a fun conference over there with good teams and good coaches. I'm going to slowly work through them. I'm going to start off at the top in, in, in no specific order at all. At all. But you got UNLV coach Kevin Corey. He's in his 24th season. He's a, he's a six-time champion at conference. In 2019, they won the regular what the regular season championship and the conference championship tournament. Um, before UNLV, he was four years as assistant at Ole Miss during Ole Miss's glory years when they used to be top ten in the nation. Um, Kevin's a great guy. I used to play his fall tournament all the time, take the girls to Vegas. Great trip for them, seeing America, seeing Vegas, and play some good tennis. Um, hopefully we can start doing that again. Next team, Wyoming, Coach Dean Clover. It's his 10th season. Before that, he was two years assistant coach at Lamar. I just mentioned him in the results section. Man, that was an unbelievable week, weekend for Wyoming, taking down Colorado State and Fresno State. And, and, and Dean's had some good teams. I, I played him in the fall at a tournament, hidden duel a couple of years ago indoors, and they were tough. And I remember a couple of years ago, his teams would pop into the top 75. But, but you know, he does a good job over there. Next team, Boise State. Beck Rogar, 12th season. He's actually the director of tennis, oversees both the men and the women's teams. He was a, the assistant under coach Greg Patton. I think everyone recognizes the name. Greg Patton had unbelievable teams there at Boise State, uh, overall coaching legend. Um, Beck actually started his career at UNLV. Um, but he actually played at Boise State, so he's a Boise guy. Next team, San Jose State. Chet Skorupka, seventh season. He's won that conference before. Uh, before he became the head coach at San Jose, he was an assistant coach for a year or two or two or three years. 
Chad was actually the head coach at Wake Forest for five years. Did it actually? I actually thought he did a good job over there. Each each one of his teams went to the NCAA, so don't know if he left there by choice or something happened. Um, but obviously that was a great pickup for San Jose State to get someone the caliber of Chad. Um, before Wake Forest, he was four years at Yale and also had some great success. He was an assistant coach elsewhere, but he's got a long resume and obviously a good coach. Next team, San Diego State, Peter Matera. This is his 30th season. He's really found his niche niche in the transfer portal. Don't know if it's him or his assistant coach, but whoever it is, the transfer portal has really helped him out. Actually, I mean, I was reading his bio. Um, I, do, I, I do not know him personally, but he was 12 years assistant coach before he became the head coach. He's a San Diego State guy. Actually went over there as well. Um, I did not put this one down. I should have put it down. They lost to Air Force this past week. That's that's actually. I mean, that should be in the results section. Uh, San Diego State was forty nine. Lost to Air Force. Um, I actually went back and looked at last year results. Funny thing is, last year they also lost to Air Force. Uh, but San Diego State won the. Their, their conference tournament last year and obviously they fully healthy in my opinion most likely the team to beat next team Nevada Gulem Tonelli it's his 10th season he's had some good competitive teams but he's still looking to challenge the top teams I've actually you know in the past lost a lot of well not a lot of but a couple of players to him he does a good job hustling he's out there recruiting and he does a good job over there at Nevada. Fresno State, Denise Dye, her third year. Before that, she was assistant coach at Arizona for three years. Before that, three years at Washington, one year at Iowa. So she's been putting in her time. Last season, they won the regular season. Um, but then in a conference tournament, they got shocked by Nevada. And that sums up this conference. Everyone can play. Everyone can beat everyone. Um, you know, Fresno State tra tra were traditionally a great mid-major program, and, I'll s and I'm sure she'll keep that tradition going. Air Force, Kim Gidley. Coach Kim Gidley, it's her 25th season. She was one year assistant at Idaho. She, this weekend, she went into this weekend's match with San Diego State with a 4-8 and eight record. And then beat San Diego State. Man, you got to commend that. What a result. Once again, if the gap is reachable or if a gap is not too big, if you show up, um, you, you dig in, you make some balls, no one is that good where they're going to blow you away. But great job by Air Force. Next one, Colorado State. State May Lee Tran. I've spoken about her quite a few times. Colorado State was 42 in the nation, but this was a rough weekend for them. That I assume that that ranking is going to drop quite a bit. It's a pity. I was hoping they could ride the season out. She's in her second year. She's really found her niche in the transfer portal. She's done a phenomenal job bringing in graduate transfer students over there. Before Colorado State, she was five years a coach at Drake. 
progressively made that team better. I think they ended up winning a conference championship over there. Before that, she was, um, for three years, assistant coach at Cal State Fullerton. But she's really been doing a good job there. Next one, New Mexico, Vicky Mays. It's her third year. Before that, she was 17 seasons at Arizona. She was a head coach at Arizona for 17 seasons. They've been struggling a little bit um, since she's taken a job. Bad timing right during COVID. So, yeah, she's a good job. She'll get things going. And I think New Mexico is a potential, potentially a great mid-major team. They've got good facilities, good resources. And if you go back, especially on the men's side, I mean, they used to have some phenomenal teams that played at a high level. And even on the women's side. Last but not least, Utah State, Sean McNary is in his 10th season. He's been struggling a little bit the last few years. Before that, he was four years at um, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, you know, don't overset up at Utah State, but something tells me it, sh- it should be pretty decent. So hopefully they can elevate that program and challenge those teams in the Mountain West. In summary, and, and I was caught by surprise. Because um, I didn't know all these teams were in this conference. And I don't know if things have changed in the last year or two. But this is a brutal mid-major conference. you got um, good coaches. you got good programs. This is going to be a good old-fashioned shootout come conference tournament time. Let me go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You know, a little bit more there on a serious tone in the beginning. Um, yeah, but, but you know, let, let's, let's see if we can prepare ourselves. Hopefully things work out great, and it might. Uh, but let's not be surprised uh, when the landscape starts shifting more and more. I'll post these weekly episodes on Spotify under the Rest of Us Tennis Podcast. Twitter under at Coach, Coach Midmajor. Instagram at the rest of us tennis. Big matches coming up all around the nation, myself included. Matches that can make or break a season. Good luck to everyone. You know, um, everyone listening. I hope you find it interesting. I hope the content is good. Um, and I hope it prickles your interest in collegiate women's tennis. Make sure to check in again next week. Over and out.